morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. We're going to break down tonight's Thursday night football game between the Rams and the Saints, as well as break down some of the latest news around the league, including, but not limited to, some Ty Chandler, some Jonathan Taylor, as well as plenty other news coming up on Wake and Take. So sit back, relax, sip your coffee, and enjoy the show. All right. Good morning to everyone in the chat. Thank you for joining me yet again. We've got some stuff to break down. So let's go ahead and get right on into it. Welcome in Harry Snowman. Love to see you here this morning as well as everyone else that has tuned in. Start getting those questions in as well. We'll get to those at the back of the show. But let's start with the news, and then we'll go into some Thursday night football discussion. First, there are some Colts injury report stuff, and I wanted to talk about this because I just thought it was interesting. They <laughs> they did not hold practice. There was no practice held yesterday, but they did release an estimated practice report, and that included Jonathan Taylor being a full participant, Michael Pittman being a limited participant, and Zach Moss not participating. Now, what that leads me to believe is that Jonathan Taylor is expected to return this week and that Michael Pittman might actually be able to clear that concussion protocol. If he can pick up just a few more practices, he should be good to go. And then with Zach Moss, not practicing, does lead some to suggest that, you know, he might not be playing this week despite reports saying that he will. I'm still going to wait to see some actual practices regarding that matter. And also just hear more from Shane Steichen and the rest of maybe the, the Colts coaching staff and ownership to see what they say about Zach Moss. Again, he said he's playing. They came out and said earlier this week that he's probably going to be able to go by the time the game rolls around. But either way, not practicing. Something we'll need to keep our eye on going forward. But to just recap, Jonathan Taylor practiced in full according to this estimated practice report, as well as Michael Pittman practicing limited with his concussion protocol. So keep your eye on these players. We will be discussing them on Friday's show tomorrow, of course, as we learn more about these injuries. But as of now, that's what I've got for you. Now, Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler had a fantastic game this weekend and looks to keep things going. As Kevin Connell has come out and said, we're kind of building with the mindset that Ty is going to be a guy that we're going to try to get the ball to a lot, both in the run and the pass. And if we have Alex, that's going to be a huge bonus for depth and making sure we have our full group available. Alexander Madison, by the way, has not practiced yet this week. It's possible he returns, but it's still very discouraging to hear Kevin O'Connell group Alexander Madison in as a bonus for depth and just to have the full group available. That does show that it's Ty Chandler RB1 season, and it's going to be great. So look for Ty Chandler to continue to be a bell cow here in the Vikings, especially if Alexander Madison is out. But even if he's in, I would expect Ty Chandler to get the lion's share of opportunities. He looked too good for that not to be the case. And then to hear Kevin O'Connell say that we're going to try to get him the ball a lot, both in the run and pass, is very encouraging. So fit Ty Chandler into your lineup and perhaps go send maybe a third or something for him as he's looking like someone that can help you here in the fantasy football playoffs. Some other news, Keenan Allen still not practicing with his injury that held him out last week. I believe it was a heel still not practicing, not looking like he's going to be able to go. There are some reports saying that he should be able to go and is not practicing just because of that rest. 
But I'm going to be honest here. The Chargers team is in complete disarray, and there's really no reason for him to risk playing. He's already taken himself out of the chance to break the record for most receptions in a season. He would have gotten it if he continued. He was on pace to. But without that one game, he's not going to be able to do it now. There's really not much point for him to push forward. He doesn't have any contract incentives. Justin Herbert's already hurt. The Chargers are terrible with the new head coach as well. So I don't expect Keenan Allen to come out and play. To be completely honest with you guys, he might return for championship week, maybe. But I think that this is a thing that they're going to just kind of pussyfoot around and be like, all right, he's not practicing this week. He's not practicing next week. And we'll just rule him out as opposed to just shutting him down for the season, uh, which is unfortunate. Our, our IR spots would appreciate being able to throw Keenan Allen in there and just look forward to next season. But they're going to be quiet about it. I assume that's what they're going to do, but we'll see, right? There's still a chance that he he plays this week. He could pick up some practice today and maybe tomorrow, but I'm expecting him to be out and probably also out for our championship week, if I'm going to be honest with you guys. But, you know, I don't work for the Chargers. I don't know for sure. That's just what I'm speculating. Another injury update, Tyreek Hill also missed last week's game with an injury and is still not practicing as well. Now, this is a little bit different as Mike McDaniel has come out and said, we are resting him to make sure that he's all cylinders go and they have a matchup with the Cowboys this week. So it's possible that they're just resting him to make sure that he's 100% and can be able to play this game. If we'll rewind a little bit, last week we did talk about how Tyreek Hill, it was possible that he could have returned last week against the Jets. So I'm going to expect him to return this week for the Cowboys. The Dolphins need to get a couple more wins under their belt to stay in the third seed and second seed, even potentially in the AFC. So I think that they're going to do all they can to make sure Tyreek Hill is out there for a must-win matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. So look for him to probably continue resting, but more than likely be good to go for this game. If he's not, he will definitely be good to go for the Fantasy Football Championship. That's my guess. So again, we'll keep our eye on it. We'll discuss it some more tomorrow. It's looking like there's a chance he plays, but uh, if not, he'll be back for championship week. Now, Josh Jacobs, another player that missed last week. He is expected to return. He's been practicing. He should be good to go. Antonio Pierce already came out and said he will be playing. So look for Josh Jacobs to slot right back into your lineup. And I'm going to go ahead and say that you can drop Zamir White. You can drop Amir Abdullah. Not that you picked Amir Abdullah up, but Josh Jacobs coming back. To me, suggests he's going to get the full 90% opportunity share that he always gets. Zamir White, Amir Abdullah, Brandon Bolden all had some pretty good games in this uh, blowout against the Chargers, but none of them really looked that good to be able to take carries away from Josh Jacobs, even a less than 100% Josh Jacobs, if we're going to be honest here. So look for Josh Jacobs to return this week and look for all the other backup running backs to be rendered useless yet again. Jamar Chase. We talked about it on Monday or Tuesday's episode that he's probably going to be out this week, but it is official now. He has been marked as out, meaning he could return for championship week. But I'm going to go ahead and say, since he was marked out pretty early this week, I think that this shoulder injury is a bit severe in terms of the time frame. It's going to be tough for him to be able to return next week as well. Not being able to practice, already being marked out early in the week. It's tough to expect him to be able to return, especially even to full strength in just two weeks with this injury. So look for him to be out this week. 
And then we'll keep our eye on it, as I've said a thousand times this episode, on tomorrow's episode. Well, actually, next week, we'll, we'll kind of reopen the well of Jamar Chase, how things are looking with him. For the Texans, some other updates over there. Nico Collins is practicing. He's had back-to-back limited practices with his calf injury. He missed last week's game, but is looking like he'll be able to play in this game. I know it's less exciting without C.J. Stroud at the helm, but I do still believe that Nico Collins can get you there in PPR leagues. Noah Brown had a really good game, uh, and Devin Singletary was utilized a lot in the passing game. I think a few of those targets can go away from those guys and straight to Nico Collins, who is the wide receiver one, and Case Keenum likes to throw the ball to the wide receiver one. So look for Nico Collins to return this week, and I'm going to go ahead and say you should probably start him as well. Will Levis. He's still injured, still not practicing with an ankle injury. Again, we talked about this being some sort of sprain. We don't know how severe it is. Some have said it's a high ankle sprain. Some have said it's both ankles. There's no clear report out there. Don't ask me how that's the case. How we do not know what the exact injury is a few days after is very weird to me. Uh, But it is what it is. And so uh, Mike Vrabel has come out and said that if Will Levis is to be out this week, which it's looking like he will be, Ryan Tannehill will get the star over Malik Willis. We probably already knew that. I just wanted to make sure to relay this. If you own Will Levis, try to get yourself some Tannehill if he's still available. You can't expect much ceiling, but I mean, you could probably expect a similar floor to what Will Levis has been bringing. And then also just want to remind you guys of yesterday's episode where we talked about DeAndre Hopkins being pretty close to some contract incentives. I think that that means that they will be throwing the ball to him. Uh, Right, I mean, they want to help DeAndre Hopkins get some extra money. Uh, but either way, Ryan Tannehill looking like he'll be getting the start this week over Will Levis, who's battling an ankle injury that is still not clear what the exact severity of it is. And then one more quarterback who's no longer injured is good old Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is not playing at all this season. They've already come out and said that. Robert Saleh and the Jets came out and said that Aaron Rodgers will not be playing again this season. You know, the season is lost. And he's still not totally 100%, even if he has been cleared to play. What's weird about this is they did just yesterday activate him to the 53-man roster, showing that he can still practice with the team and will be active on game days. But he's not going to be playing at all um, and probably won't even be suiting up. So I think it's a weird move, um, especially since they had to release a guy to be able to do that. It's strange getting rid of, they got rid of some fullback. It's strange getting rid of a guy who actually could help you in some regard for a guy that won't sniff the play, the, the field at all this season is done for the year. But I guess it's more of a, a gesture towards Aaron Rodgers showing that, hey, you can still practice with us because they do have that weird role or rule where if you activate the practice window for someone, you either have to bring them to the active roster or just shut them down for the rest of the year. And I think that they would rather Aaron Rodgers get those practice reps for the rest of the year leading into next season as well, as opposed to shutting him down and not letting him continue to work his muscles out for the rest of the year and have to wait for the offseason to get back to full strength. So I think that's kind of the, the thinking behind this move is let Aaron Rodgers get some extra practice. He's been out all year. Let him get worked in get reacclimated to this offense so it's less of a learning curve when the offseason practices do start to happen. So anyway, 
activated to the 53-man roster, but not expected to play at all for Aaron Rodgers. I think, yep, that is all the news I have for you. Let me go ahead and check into your comments real quick, and then we will uh, be discussing some Thursday night football. Good morning to you, Harry Snowman, Anthony, Dakota, Jess, Jamie, Ryan. Great to see you all this morning. Thank you for popping in. Um, let's see. Players clear protocol more quickly, closer to playoffs, it seems. Yeah, I, I agree there. I think that especially in Michael Pittman's case where he's picking up this limited the Colts are right on the bubble of that wild card picture right now, and they can't afford to lose a game. So I do think it makes sense that they would rush back a player, even if it isn't for the best uh, in terms of that player's health. They need to win these games, and they need their studs. So they're going to do whatever they can to work around this much tougher uh, concussion protocol this season. Chig or Taysom Hill in your tight end premium PPR league? Let's just go with Taysom Hill. He has so much ceiling gets utilized really well. And Chigaquanquo hasn't really been doing much at all this season, and especially with Ryan Tannehill. Ty Chandler or Jalen Warren? Ty Chandler for sure. Uh, and then will the Bengals fade out of playoff picture without Jamar Chase? It's possible. They do have some tough matchups to close out the year. But, I mean, Jake Browning's been playing pretty well. Uh, T. Higgins came back to life this week. And, I mean, they still have Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon, who have been playing decently, as well as Chase Brown bursting on the scene with some explosive play. So I think they can at least stay competitive. Will they win out these games? Probably not. I think that someone else will sneak in over them without Jamar Chase. Taysom Hill or Hunter Henry? I think Taysom Hill. Pop Douglas, Douglas or Josh Palmer? Let's go Josh Palmer, especially since it's looking like Keenan Allen probably won't be out there. There's going to be tons of opportunity for garbage time this week for the Chargers against the Bills. Uh, going to have to be playing from behind a lot. Uh, so, yeah, go with the Josh Palmer. Ty Chandler or Joe Mixon? I think Mixon. I think Joe Mixon. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, that's a tough one. That's a total coin flip. I don't think you could go wrong either way. Um but I think I'm going to lean Mixon just because God, oof, it's a tough one. Very tough one. I, I might honestly, Jess, if you've got a lucky coin, just go flip that one and go with it. I think that you really could go either way. And I also don't think that you can go wrong. Either of these players are going to burn you for sure. So anyway, that is some questions. Let's go ahead and hop into a Thursday night preview. We have the Saints heading to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. There's a total of 46 points and the Rams are favored by... Four. Uh, so the Rams, you know, get that hometown plus three or minus three, you know, the the, the hometown margin of victory uh, with a with an extra. So the Rams are clearly favored in this game. Even if it was on a neutral field, they would still be the favorite. And I think that's fair. They've been playing some really good football and the Saints are very, very iffy. I will say I think I'm going to take the under in this game. 46 seems like a pretty high uh, total for teams that have some solid defenses. The Rams in particular, have, or uh, the Saints in particular, have been playing really, really well. Um, they are allowing only the uh, 26th most quarterback points, the 27th most running back points, and the 29th most wide receiver points on a per-game basis. So they've been pretty stingy. And even on the other side, the Rams are only giving up the 28th most points to running backs. So it should be some tough sledding for Jamal Williams maybe even Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill in terms of their running up the middle. 
but I do think everyone should be able to get you there in this game. I think it's going to remain competitive, even if there's not a ton of touchdowns scored. I think both teams, right, Could we could have a 24 to 21, which is right under that 46, right at 45 points. And that would be a really good game. And I think that that's what we're going to be expecting here. I'm going to go with a Taysom Hill ceiling game. I'm just feeling it. I don't know why. Just feeling like a good Taysom Hill ceiling game. And then I also expect Matthew Stafford to look pretty good in this game. Uh, they, uh, I don't know why, actually. I really don't know why. He's just been playing really well. Cooper Cup and Pukunakua kind of returning as well, resurging as of late. I'm expecting a good Matthew Stafford game. And also, for some reason, a gut feeling on Taysom Hill tonight. But that's not necessarily what you're here for. You want some actual analysis, not just some gut feelings. So I did put together, as usual, an underdog ticket and a DFS lineup. Here's that underdog ticket. It's $5 for $275 because there's a couple or a pepper sprinkled in here. And that's a Rashid Shahid anytime touchdown. This is the week that, right, he just returned last week. Uh, this will be the week that he'll be 100% fully worked into this game plan. And with Crystal Lave at less than 100%, and this game remaining competitive, I just feel like there's a good shot that Rashid Shahid brings in one of those long touchdown passes or something like that. So I went ahead and bet on it. Plus, it was a really enticing point or 2.75 multiplier, which is just incredible. Really adds some ceiling to this potential uh, ticket right here. I am going with Kyron Williams lower than 91 and a half rush yards. As mentioned, the Saints are the fifth best defense against running backs. So I think that Kyron Williams could get close to that 91 and a half, but I think it's going to be some tough sledding and the Rams are going to have to more than likely rely on the passing game. And that's why I think that Tyler Higby is going to find himself over 23 and a half receiving yards. And Matthew Stafford will find himself with a better than 62.3% completion percentage. That is higher than his season average, but still I'm expecting some dink and dunk passes in this game, uh, keeping it close not making many mistakes. And so I like those three for the Rams. That Rashid Shahid is a fun one. And then Alvin Kamara, higher than 31 and a half receiving yards. Again, I'll mention the Rams are fourth against running backs right now. So I think that if Alvin Kamara is going to have a good game, it's going to have to come out of the backfield as a receiver. And therefore, I think 31 and a half receiving yards is a very easy mark for him to reach in this game. So I went with it. So that's it. Lower than 91 and a half rushing yards for Kyron Williams. Higher than 23 and a half receiving yards for Tyler Higby. Rashid Shahid receiving or rushing touchdown. Matthew Stafford better than 62.3 completion percentage. And Alvin Kamara higher than 31.5 receiving yards. Again, I don't put a ton of money on these. I don't want you guys to as well. These are just some fun moonshot underdog tickets. Again, five bucks for 275. I realize the odds are not in my favor. It's just a fun one. I thought that these were some interesting picks. Maybe pick a couple for your own and don't go all in. But that's what I went with. And then for DFS, I went with an even crazier DFS lineup. I decided I wanted to go a little wacky on this one, which is not always the best move, but whatever. Wanted to have some fun. How many people are going to throw Taysom Hill in as their captain? I would wager zero. I might be the only guy doing it. And I think that that presented some opportunity for the rest of this lineup. You get to have Matthew Stafford so that if either Pukunakua or Cooper Cup go off, you have the quarterback points. You get Kyron Williams as well, who, you know, who has just been playing really well, just been playing really well. 
and Alvin Kamara as well. Very good in PPR formats. Should get himself a ton of catches today. And then just the Rams are giving up a ton of field goals. So I'm expecting, you know, the Saints to have to kick a couple. So went ahead and went with a cheap kicker option for some floor. And then Tutu Atwell, he's been out the past couple weeks, but we've been seeing Demarcus Robinson actually perform pretty well. Tutu Atwell is expected to return this week uh, and to be at 100%. And so I think that he could catch a couple deep passes or at least have a chance, right? And for a $2,800 price tag for a guy that could potentially score a 50-yard touchdown, why not? Why not? So this is a fun lineup right here. Not saying it's going to be a competitive lineup. This is one of those go big or go home. If Taysom Hill has a huge game, I should make a good bit of money off of it. And again, also on my DFS lineups, I'm not doing those crazy $15 ones for the most part, especially this one on the night games. I'm just doing those 10 cent ones for some fun. So again, don't go crazy with your money trying to tail me. Be responsible. But I do think that these are both fun tickets, the DFS and the underdog. Going to be tuning in tonight to see what can happen. But let's check our comments here yet again. And then we'll get out of here. We've got some questions to answer. Let's see. What do you expect from Taylor Heineke this week? I'm going to go with 230 passing yards, one passing touchdown, 23 rushing yards, one interception, and one lost fumble. A very Desmond Ritter stat line without a rushing touchdown. I'm really not expecting too much from him this week or really rest of season. I don't I don't agree with this move at all. I really do not believe that Taylor Heineke is better for this Falcons team than Desmond Ritter is. I do agree with the consensus that Taylor Heineke's a better quarterback. If you were to take the two and put them on any other team, I think that Taylor Heineke would be the quarterback, the better quarterback on 30 out of 32 teams. But I do still feel that Desmond Ritter makes the most sense for what Arthur Smith wants to accomplish and to give this Falcons team an identity. And I think it's just going to be a very messy performance from the Falcons. Uh, and I'm not really expecting them to be able to close out this year very well at all. Uh, Taylor Heineke, of course, a dog, really is a good scrappy football player. But I think that's where it ends. He still has turnover concerns. He still doesn't have much ceiling. And we saw Bijan Robinson, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts struggle with him just as much as they have with Desmond Ritter, if not more. So I'm not expecting too much from him at all. How much do you trust Pacheco? It's a solid-ish matchup against the Raiders. So I do think if he's playing, you've basically got to roll him out. Uh, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Jarek McKinnon were both very serviceable in his absence. So I think this week, if I have a better option than Pacheco or even an equal option, I would probably go with them over Pacheco because I do think that it's possible since it's his first game back from injury that they work him back in slowly. I don't think we'll see the Isaiah Pacheco snap and opportunity share that we had been getting used to seeing, but I do still think he'll see over 50% of the opportunities and potentially get himself a touchdown. I just think if anything, it's going to be a floor game from him this week. But you could also argue that the Chiefs took their time so that when he does return, he could get the full workload. So depends how you read into it, I think. And then also, if you have any other options, I would probably go with them. But it is Isaiah Pacheco at the end of the day. He is a good running back on a really good offense. Would you do Ty Chandler over Pollard? I don't think so. I think you've still got to roll with Pollard. I think you've still got to roll with, with Pollard. 
Uh, Ruckus says, also shows yesterday with the Kiwu. Thanks for tuning in, Ruckus. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for the kind words. Would you do Tucker Craft or Dalton Kincaid this week? Ronald, this question might actually end up being answered for you, as I did read that Dalton Kincaid was in a non-contact jersey yesterday while at practice. He practiced limited, but they are not letting him be hit right now, which is concerning to me. His target volume and target like importance has dropped off with Dawson Knox's return. So I would probably just go with Tucker Kraft, who has an eye for the end zone. To be completely honest with you, the Packers are going to be slinging it rest of season. So I'm actually going to go with Mr. Kraft. Jerome Ford or McKinnon? Let's just go with Ford. Let's just go with Ford. All right. That looks to do it. Actually, let me check over here on Instagram. I forgot that it doesn't show on StreamYard. Would you start Bijan Robinson over uh, David Montgomery? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I know we had a disappointing week last week, but it's still Bijan Robinson. Would you start Alave and Puka? Yes. Yeah, you've got to start those guys if you have them. I mean, maybe if you have another option. I doubt you do. I mean, those are some good wide receivers. So, so just throw them in there. Also, I believe that this will be more of a Puka game then a Cooper Cup game tonight. So, yeah, I would start both of those guys. Uh, Olave, Rice, Noah Brown need two. Let's just go with Olave and Rice. Uh, it's looking like Nico Collins will be returning. And so that does take a little bit away from Noah Brown. Would you go with Palmer tonight or Terry McLaurin? Let's just go with Terry McLaurin. Let's just go with Terry McLaurin. Um, that looks to do it. That'll do it over here on Instagram as well. So that time we got to all the questions. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been a, another fantastic wake and take. And you guys have been yet another fantastic audience. Again, love spending my morning with you guys. So thankful that you tune into the wake and take every single Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. I hope to see you all tomorrow as we close out the week, looking into the Christmas Eve and Christmas matchups tomorrow. And I hope you all get... Uh, if you have players tonight in tonight's game, I hope you have some good luck. I hope they perform well for you. If everybody could put their hands up and just go, let's go Alvin Kamara. Let's go Alvin Kamara. I need him in my home league semifinals and I need him in the Scott Fishbowl semifinals. So let's get those guys some good games tonight. Again, thanks for tuning in. Smash that like button. Subscribe to Player Profiler. And I will see you all tomorrow. Peace.